Welcome to the Bible Brief with your host, Lori Denning. In this special three-part series, Lori has invited her friend, Dr. McLean Heward, to join her to discuss the most controversial, confusing, and misunderstood book in the New Testament, the book of Revelation. We hope you're enriched by this dialogue as Lori and McLean try to sort through some of the most popular misunderstandings about Revelation while also giving us ideas about how this ancient apocalypse is about our lives in the here and now. Hey, McLean, welcome back. So we're let's finish up our conversation about Apocalypse and editing. I'm no. so hey, ready. Let's, yeah, no. So let's finish this. Let's finish this. So we have been talking about the book of Revelation. We've been talking about the apocalypse. We've talked a little bit about just generally what it is. We also jumped into some of the ideas, but I think we should wrap it up a little bit. Like, well, you know, who cares? Like, what does that mean to us in our Christian walk? How do we use that today? If it's not a secret code that gives us the countdown to the end of time, right? The destruction of everything. It's not a code. Um, if it's not a code, then what is it? What do we do with it? Right? Because otherwise you're just do I skip it? How do I interpret all these symbols? Uh let's let's talk about that. All of that, just in one statement. Well, I'm gonna ask you I, I had a thought and I wondered what you thought on it. And the first one was it's a lot of thinking going on. Well, that was the only thought I had. So <laughs> yeah. I I um I was thinking, you know. We talked about symbols, and there are just so many symbols, right? So it starts out with all these sevens, and then there are seven seals and seven trumpets and seven, um, you know, bowls. And then there are, you know, animals and beasts and women and all of how, how are we supposed to use these symbols? How do we know if they're symbols? So talk to me. I mean, it is that is unique about the yeah. book, and it, it's where we tend to probably get tripped up. Yeah. Like, what do we do? So yep. <clears throat> how do we use symbols? Why is it using symbols? What are these all about? I don't know. What do you think? I think the symbols are incredibly powerful um, teaching tools. And um, for example, we've talked about this one before, but, but you know, you have the, the early on in the book of Revelation, you have this image of the throne room. You have God on the throne and who's going to open the seals, the lion of the tribe of Judah, right? And, and it puts us in this paradigm, right? You, you use this symbol of a lion, you got a throne room, right? And this lion, this, Regal lion yeah, is powerful going to open. Yes, yeah. I, I, the king of the right, and yeah. and uh, and then you have that paradigm, that image, that symbol in your mind, and instantly it's turned on its head as you see a lamb that's sacrificed. Yeah, it's already bloody, but it's a little lamb, but living, and and it just instantly shocks you mm. into this, like, oh wow. The Savior will be, Jesus Christ will be a, a different kind of king than our natural paradigm, our natural perspective would imagine. Interesting. So when you were saying that, I was thinking about, yeah, you know, if, if you were in our day, you're like, is he going to come and set things right? Right. There's injustice, there's poverty, there's, you know, mean comments on YouTube. I mean, who's going to fix those? <laughs> but not on, not, not on these, this not videos. this one. Don't yeah. at me. Don't <laughs> at me. So, um, women shouldn't preach. I love those. Okay. So, not those, <laughs> not those. But, but there's a point at which, as a Christian, I go to myself, I ask myself, hey, when is he going to come and set all those things right? Whatever these injustices are. And if I look to the symbol of the lamb versus the lion, it might be different. 
than I expected. The settling of the injustice may be different. The settling of the, but it's still going to be justice, right? But it's going to be through Christ's sacrifice. He gave up his life, right? And the love. It isn't going to be the victorious lion stomping and, you know, eating everybody and, you know, making mean comments back on YouTube. It's going to be love, uh, sacrifice, right? Something like that. So I think when you said that, I said, yeah, exactly. That it's telling that symbol got all of that just packed into one little idea. Which, which, I mean, when you start unpacking that idea, it, it causes you, I think it causes me to reflect on the decisions that I make on a regular basis. Right. So, so for example, um, uh, I love this question. Um, whose kingdom are we building? Right. Where, where it's like, like, uh, Christ literally sacrificed his life and our, our, our paradigm, sometimes our American paradigm is so infused with, I'm building America. I'm building my own, I, I'm, oh. I, I'm saving up for a bigger house. I, mm. I, I want a Tesla truck yeah. that may or may not be my desire. Uh, you, right. And it's like, yeah. and, and if you're not careful, if you're not thoughtful, you, you don't realize that you are wearing the symbols of your culture before you're putting on your symbols of Christ. Ah, so, which is an interesting one, right? So that is exactly like that symbol. There's a symbol that gets, you know, you drill down in the book where they have the number and it's on their foreheads and on their hands. And um, that's- A sign of allegiance, right? Right, a sign of allegiance, right? Yeah. You remember the Shema prayer? You might not remember that. I cannot Not everybody does do that. Shema, Israel, right? So it's like- I think you should perform it. I I would like to. (laughs) We did before. Go see that one. So, um, but the Shema is the Lord, um, the Lord thy God is one, right? Hero Israel, the Lord, the Lord thy God is one. And then it says, and where you'll wear this on your, and you'll love him with your heart, might, and mind, with your muchness is actually how it says it. You'll love him with everything. You're going to put God first. And I want you to write it and I want to put it on your heads and I want to put it on your heart, right near your heart and your hands. And then you see the phylacteries that they wear. So it's exactly that. I think when it says there's a sign on their foreheads and their hands, it's a sign of allegiance. Are you going to follow the Savior or are you going to follow something else? Am I going to follow the whims of the day, the politics of the day, the socioeconomics? And that symbol can be so misconstrued, 666 and in their forehead and it's a barcode. I mean, I get all those, right? But it does seem like it's saying something else about our allegiance to the Savior. Are we going to follow him? Well, and it's, it's everywhere. Everywhere. It's everywhere, right? I mean, we have, uh, the symbolism that's used in the book of Revelation is, is, is militant, right? It's, it's fighting. It's, it's, it's violent. But then you have the group that follows the savior who clearly, uh, they, they don't not, they do not seem to, to be militant. Yeah. Right. And so, and so I think that Mm. one of the things that, that I glean from this is that, um, the fighting of the day, the, the cultural conflicts of the day um, will be solved in a, with a different method, right? So, so I mean, you have like, a, whether it's a Democratic or Republican, like we have some serious tension, right? Serious tension. And I think that, I think that we have uh, a, maybe, maybe a, an obligation as Christians to approach conversations whether it's whether it's political or or and ideological perspectives yeah. any difference we should approach it in a 
in a fundamentally different way. Right. So you're saying the message of Revelation is when we follow Christ in those tensions, in the tough times, we become like him. In everything. In everything. Right? In every, whether it's whether it's a difficulty imposed on us or it's an identity we take upon ourselves, yeah. we are trying to pattern our life after Jesus Christ. We're, we're trying to become disciples. Yeah, yeah. There's a section we've talked about briefly, the 144,000, yeah. right? We talked about the lamb. Hey, there's the lion coming, and he hears it, and then he looks. And in um, that same chapter about the 144,000, he hears it. And so you're thinking, you know, army. And then when he looks, it's just all these people who have followed, the disciples who have given up their life as well, They who have um, followed the path of being sacrificial, kind, nice, peacemakers, and it feels like that's our walk, right? That's what you're saying. Hey, Revelation, the book is for us today because it's showing us how we're going to overcome. How do we triumph all that evil? Isn't stomping them, but it's being like him. Uh, in a very personal way, as I, as I think about my life and the, the individuals that have been most influential. Okay. Um, uh, there's not one of them that has come in with physical force and in a demanding way laid out the charge, not one, but I can, I mean, we could, we could talk specific individuals that have influenced me uh, for, for good. And every single one is with gentleness and meekness and with, with, with the Christ-like attributes that, that we see that does not mean they're pushovers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are times when they cleanse the temple, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, in fact, I have a, one of, one of the ones that, that made a serious impact on me had to, uh, we had some hard, a hard conversation that was like, you've got to understand where you are and where you could be. Uh, and, and you, you ain't measuring up like, right. But, but it was done in a way like love well, with Christian and, love, right, with Christian love. With yeah. motivated, directed, right. focused. It, that reminds me of so much of the images of of the Lord being, um, you know, loving uh, like a, a hen with her chicks, right? Yeah. And they're protecting. And so much we see these motherly kind of characteristics in God who is going to bring us up and protect us. And so he's saying, hey, I want you to do the same thing. Yeah. I, The way we're going to overcome the world and when I when he comes, in fact, I love in the story when he comes. Right, there's this battle, one of the last of the things, and there's this big battle, and then Christ comes, you know, on the horse, and it's he's not carrying a sword; it's the sword of his mouth, and the battle's just over. There's no actual battle because yeah. when he comes, it's just over. But it's it's not a battle of it's a battle of words and thoughts. It's a battle of covenants, and it's a battle of change, right? And so I think it's like, hey, if I'm in my Christian walk. How do I overcome those things? He's calling me to say, hey, follow me, right? So there's a, I just recently read an opinion article um, uh, written by a, a professor of, of family sciences, actually. And he talked about expressive individualism in context of marriage. Okay. I, I hope that this makes sense. Okay. I hope, I hope that you can see some of the themes of, okay. of Revelation coming me. in, right? Lay it on me. So he, he talks about expressive individualism, which is this idea that, that at, at the core of, of what I do, I've got to be true to my own feelings, right? And he said that when this comes into the, con, con, the, the, 
into a, a marriage, you have individuals that, that number one priority becomes being true to my feelings, right? And, uh, the, the marriage ends up being used as a instrument to bring about joy, happiness, fulfillment, right? The only problem with this is if, if joy, happiness, and fulfillment isn't always present in the marriage, then the very foundation upon which the marriage has been built is undermined. Mm. So it leads to this idea of it's more immoral to stay in a marriage that isn't always personally fulfilling to me than it is to, to be part of a, a covenant relationship. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and, and I think that, that, I think that, you know, there's a lot, there, there's more than one reason to, um, remain in a marriage covenant, uh, relationship. And, and part of it is the covenant, right? Mm -hmm. But I guess, I guess, I guess the, the, see, the reason why I see this as a similarity with Re Revelation is that there are times when being Christian may feel like a burden. Yeah. Sure. There are other times where it should feel like, like a boost, yeah. right? Like yeah. a, the like, highest, the best. Yes. The, yeah. The victory. Yeah. 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 But, but so what keeps us true to our covenant, which is so much of what we see in the first part of the book of Revelation, yeah. right? Like yeah. we, we see though, like just be faithful. If you're just faithful, you'll conquer. If you just stay with Jesus yeah. Christ, if you'll stay with the lamb, you will conquer. Right. And, and I think that that, that concept of being true to covenant is a, a beautiful one because it gives us, it gives us strength to keep going on that, that covenant trajectory right. when our emotions may not feel like that. They right? feel like they're indicating something else. Yeah. So if we could peek behind the veil, we could see that with him, it'll work out. And so I think it's, I, I think that's a great message of the book of Revelation that it's hope, it's victory in Christ. Yeah. It's just something glorious. If you got to hang in there though. Yeah. And there, yeah. cause there's victory. And if you could see it, it would all make more sense. Yeah. And there will be moments of intense difficulty. And that's not the role of the, the, Jesus Christ. The, the Lamb's role is not to to remove all difficulty, but to provide purpose and direction in our difficulty. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the great seventh seal. They open the seal, right? Go to John, eat this book, right? Just like Ezekiel he eats it, which is a weird image, but eats it, right? And it's this whole thing. And then how's how is God's purpose for Earth going to be finally finished? And they open the seventh seal, and it's the Lamb. And it's that exact message. The book of Revelation is for you today in your Christian walk in how to be happy today. Yeah. If you could see what we could see, it's being like him. It's that you sacrifice and in meekness and giving and loving and dedication to his way that it works out. And if you could just see that, then you could hang on when it does get tough. You would praise holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. Right. Yeah. Holy, holy, holy is our God. Yeah, excellent. That's a good way to end. Oh, Great message. So inspirational to me. It is. I think for me, it's really changed the way that I look at the book. Instead of being an end times prophecy or being scary, right? In the beginning, um, I always thought those are scary times. They kind of freak me out a little bit. I'm not really sure to do with those things. But when we look at what the message is, it's beauty, right? It's It's hope. And I think that's the message of Revelation. It won't be what you expect, it won't be but expected. it will be filled with hope. In Christ. In Christ. Okay, let's go read it. 
This has been a production of the Patheos Podcast Network. You can find a video version of this episode on the Patheos website or on the Patheos YouTube channel. If you want to help this series grow, please subscribe or write a review or simply share this episode with someone who you think may enjoy this conversation. A special shout out to Walter Merckx, Sierra Montoya, Laurie Denyer, and the rest of the production team that helped create the original video series. This podcast episode was edited, mixed, and mastered by me, Clinton Battles. If you're enjoying this series, consider checking out Answers, the latest podcast offering from Patheos. Who is the founder of Hinduism? What is excommunication? What are the five pillars of Islam? What is Buddhism? When was the Holy Answers is a show for people who are curious about the world's religions. In this series, Patheos seeks to provide concise answers to some of the most common questions people have about Buddhism, Christianity, Hinduism, Islam, Judaism, and so many more of the world's great religious traditions. You can find answers and our entire podcast catalog on patheos.com or on your favorite podcast app. Check the show notes for helpful links and more information.